Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and all the other places people like to listen? Where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of those questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and 100% ridiculously easy to use. Anchor has made it so easy for me to be able to record and publish my podcast weekly, no matter where I happen to be. You guys know I travel a lot, so it's really difficult to try to record a podcast if you have to be tied to your laptop or a studio. Anchor puts podcast recording capabilities literally in the palm of your hand. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. To join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to This Is Why You're Single, the podcast dedicated to improving your life and your relationships. I'm your host, Jay Reeves, and every Wednesday, my goal is to help you navigate these dating streets, help you recognize how you may be sabotaging your relationships, and most importantly, help you begin unpacking the underlying issues. We're going to accomplish all this by having open, honest conversations about relationships, sex, and dating. This week, our topic is the five mistakes women make that keep them single. This was actually prompted by a listener question. So without further ado, let's get started. Mistake number one, We're afraid to be vulnerable. Everybody wants to be loved, but nobody wants to be vulnerable. And I get it. That's one of the reasons that falling in love with someone else is so scary. When you're vulnerable, you're opening yourself up. You're revealing your innermost thoughts and feelings. You're presenting yourself to someone, flaws and all. And you're praying that they don't reject you. So we spend a lot of our time desperately trying to avoid being vulnerable with the object of our desire. But it's not going to work because in order to have a deep, meaningful connection with someone, you have to have the ability to be open with them. You have to be vulnerable. So if you are protecting and guarding your heart at all costs. Remember, those fortresses that you build around your heart also keep people out. 
So if you're keeping your guards up so that they can't get in, you're depriving them of the ability to get to know and love the real you, which causes the relationship to fall apart. Because think about it, in order to be vulnerable with someone, to open yourself up to someone in that manner, it requires trust. And we all know that trust is one of the most important foundational pieces of a healthy romantic relationship, of any healthy relationship when you think about it. So ladies, we have to stop trying to protect our hearts at the expense of locking people out because all that's going to do is time and time again prevent us from finding the type of relationship that we want. Mistake number two is not communicating your feelings. Healthy relationships need effective communication. It's necessary so that you and your significant other can make sure that you're on the same page and giving each other what it is you need from the relationship. The only way for you to get what you need in a relationship is to openly and honestly communicate those wants and needs to your partner and in return to listen to what he wants and what he needs. I have yet to meet a man who is a mind reader, ladies. So when he asks you what's wrong, there's a pretty good chance that he honestly does not know what is wrong. He's asking because he wants to know what is bothering you. If you are unwilling or in some cases unable to tell him, then it's going to be hard to resolve the issues that are causing you hurt or causing you pain. We learn when we are very young children, toddlers as a matter of fact, to use our words. Use your words. Tell him what it is you need. Ask for what you want. If you are angry, Express that anger clearly, but respectfully. There's never any reason to cuss somebody out, call them out of their name, that type of garbage. Don't do that. But you can respectfully communicate your anger, clearly stating what it is you're angry about and sticking solely to the issue at hand. Don't use that as the opportunity to go back and drag up every single thing he has ever done in the past to make you angry. That's not fair fighting at all. Don't do that. Now, sometimes I do know that when a guy asks us what's wrong and we tell them nothing, it's usually because we don't really have the words to describe the myriad of emotions that we're going through at that moment, or we're too angry to discuss it at that moment. So in those situations, instead of saying there's nothing wrong or I'm okay, tell them, you know, right now I can't even put into words how I'm feeling. So give me a moment. As soon as I know, I'm going to let you know. Or if you're too angry to discuss it, and this is one that I use, I'll say, 
right now. I'm too upset to have this discussion with you. So can we please table it until I can, you know, calm down a little bit, gather my thoughts, and then we can come back and I'll tell you exactly what's wrong. You'd be surprised at how many guys will be okay with that. They would much prefer that to you saying nothing is wrong when they know something is or you blowing your top and, you know, cussing them out. So communicate, use your words and fight fair. Be respectful. Don't disrespect him, ladies. We're better than that. This leads us nicely into mistake number three, which is going into a relationship thinking that it's going to end in marriage. I know you all have probably heard that old saying that people come into your lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Well, I think that that absolutely applies to relationships as well. I think some relationships are designed to teach us a lesson. Those are our reason relationships. They teach us a lesson that we need to know before we find the one. Our season relationships, I believe, are an opportunity for us to learn more about ourselves and to grow and evolve as individuals before we end up with the one. And then you meet your lifetime relationship And all is right with the world. Yeah, I know that's like really, really simple. And it never happens quite that orderly in real life. But you guys get what I'm trying to say. Some of us are going into relationships and we are so eager to get to the finish line. We're so eager to get to that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that marriage that we want, that we rush through the important stages where we should be getting to know the other person, you know, growing together and building that foundation that will sustain a long-term committed relationship. I mean, think about it. Before you offer your heart to someone, you have to be certain that you guys are compatible in all of the important areas that your values align and that you are even capable of giving them what they need in a relationship and that you are capable of giving them what they need in a relationship. So slow it down. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking your time and getting to know someone and allowing the relationship to mature naturally. You know, this is a journey. It's an adventure. And if it doesn't lead to a wedding, hopefully you will have had some fun. You will have learned some things about yourself and you will have grown as a person. So it's okay to, you know, not go into every relationship with marriage as the end goal because it's not always going to be the case. Mistake number four is 
seeing what you want to see instead of what's really going on. So I know you guys have heard um, the statement, and I believe it was Chris Rock who said this. In the beginning of a relationship, you're not meeting the person as they truly are. You're meeting their representative. And there is some truth to that. When we're, you know, first meeting someone, we're putting our best foot forward. Now, usually it's, you know, wonderful. It's all good. Nobody is purposely attempting to deceive someone else, but it does happen. And you have to be mindful of that. You can't go into a relationship ignoring red flags, writing off bad behavior, making excuses for disrespect or other unacceptable things. You need to believe the person when they show you who they truly are. That's the only way you're going to avoid being hurt over and over and over again. You got to accept the facts for what they are. Now, I know that's easier said than done in a lot of cases. Some people are very good at disguising who they truly are. Many a woman and man have ended up in relationships with someone and they didn't know who that person was because they pulled, in effect, a Jekyll and Hyde on them. You know, they were so good at disguising who they truly were that once that person finally emerged, their partner was in shock, like, hold up, where the hell did this chick or where the hell did this dude come from? But more often than not, the signs are there. We just consciously sometimes choose to overlook the obvious, and that is no bueno. Ignorance is not bliss, especially not when it comes to relationships. Unfortunately, ignorance in relationships can be fatal. So you have to do your due diligence. You need to ask the right questions. You need to read the signs. And once you see that someone is, you know, not truly who they were presenting themselves to be, you need to act accordingly and make sure that any action you take is in your best interest. It can mean the difference truly, you know, between being harmed and not being harmed. That brings us to mistake number five, becoming clingy and possessive right out the gate. For example, ladies, you met this amazing man. He's gorgeous, funny, kind, gainfully employed. You guys have so much fun together. You are really enjoying him. He's got you open. So five, six dates in. You get the mistaken idea that you have the right to search through his phone, question his comings and goings, or rifle through his shit when you're at his house. Stop. Pump your brakes. Get a grip. You got to get a handle on your emotions 
Because that type of behavior is, number one, the sign of an unstable person. And number two, will cause the relationship to crash and burn before it ever gets started. You know, just as well as I do, that during the early stages of a relationship, most guys are exploring their options. Yeah, he's, you know, digging you. He's showing interest. He's spending time with you. But you have to assume, and rightfully so, that he's also seeing other women as well. So what you need to do, instead of worrying about whether or not he's seeing other women besides you, assume that he is and take this time to get to know who he really is as a person. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know him and figure out if he is truly being himself or if he's sent his representative. And you should also still be exploring your options as well. Just because you decide, mistakenly so, to shut down your dating life because you're just so sure that he's the one, that does not mean that he is going to reciprocate, nor does it mean that he's obligated, excuse me, obligated to reciprocate in kind. He's just not. So stop expecting commitment behavior and thinking that this man has given up all his other options because he has met you. So again, take the time, get to know him, have fun with him, let things develop naturally and organically. Don't, you know, try to rush straight to the commitment because when you do that, you run the risk of being blindsided down the line with a huge red flag that you may have missed. So until the two of you have come to an agreement and have decided that you want to commit to dating each other exclusively, you don't have a commitment. So don't expect him to act as if he's committed to you. And you shouldn't be acting as if you're committed to him. And again, if you choose to do so, that's on you. You have to take that L. You have to own that one because he didn't ask you to do it. You decided that that's what you wanted to do. So, again, you're running around here thinking that you're in a committed relationship and all signs might really be pointing to the fact that he's just hooking up with you or he's considering this, uh, you know, friends with benefits type situation. So you are not in a committed relationship until the two of you have had a conversation and mutually agreed to date each other exclusively. I'm going to say that again. You are not in a committed relationship until the two of you have had a conversation and you have mutually agreed to date each other exclusively. Once you've done that, the terms of the relationship need to be agreed upon mutually. And none of this secret or implied commitment bullshit. It needs to be explicit. 
Okay? Don't fall for that okie doke. If the two of you are in a committed relationship, this should not be the best kept secret in the world. Okay? But the bottom line, only expect committed behavior when a commitment has been clearly established. Okay? If you guys have not clearly established a commitment, you cannot expect commitment behavior. <laughs>